the album called Good Time Charlie went number one. Wow. And now I've, I'm working on my 44th album. <laughs> so you're getting ready to do another album. Yeah. And on your album, you've had your, a lot of your family members. Well, now, this is, right away I'm doing another Country Gold album, country which gold. is instrumentals, all instrumentals, country hits, big classic hits. And I'm, all I need to do is one session because I've got plenty in my catalog, you know, to fill out an album. After that, I'm doing a gospel album that I've been writing on since 2008. Oh and my. it'll feature family and lots of guests. And lots of guests, okay. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you've done in your illustrious career is you were very involved with a long-running television show called Hee Haw. And you were 18 years at Hee Haw as music director? Yeah, uh, it started, uh, got a call to go down and be on a show to play behind Ray Charles. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, afterwards, Sam Lavella, the producer, mm -hmm. called me in his office and he said, uh, What a great guy. We'd like for you to come play in our band. And I said, Sam, I don't know. I'm overrun with sessions, you know. He said, the band's only in here about eight days a month. And, you know, we only tape for a month. He said, there's a lot of time. So I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I, but I said, I'll give it a try. You know, the way they did Hee Haw, you do a 13 shows in June, 13 shows in October. Mm -hmm. The June shows would air from October to, I mean, September to New Year's, and then the October shows would air from New Year's to April, and then they'd rerun the whole 26. Right. That's the way they did the show mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So I went back and did a season, and it was so much fun. All You know, talking about surrounded by legends. Mm -hmm. Gee. It seemed like a family when you were Yeah, and it really show. was. Mm -hmm. It really was. And uh, so at the end of that season, uh, Sam called me in. He said, what do you think? You're going to come back? And I said, eh, I'm going to try one more. And he said, well, we want you to be band leader. Uh, okay. So I did. I came back. And at the end of that season... And I was loving this show, right? And at the end of that season, he called me in again and he said, George Ritchie, our music director, is leaving the show. Mm. He's going to go marry Tammy Wynette. <laughs> we want you to be music director. Mm. So that's how that just all started. And 18 years went by like that. It really did. Mm -hmm. It really did. And uh, it was it was fantastic. The, the show was so great. And... Uh, Everybody on it, you know, you're like, like you said, it was like a family. Mm -hmm. And then about a month when people start getting on each other's nerves, go home. <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. But it, it was so great for Nashville and for country music. Mm -hmm. The many, many, many people in rural America, that was their, that was their Saturday night Absolutely. entertainment. You Absolutely. Know? They watched it religiously. Yeah. Absolutely. My father, I mean, you, that was... That was sacred night to watch TV, and yep. you better not put anything else on but that. Yeah, right, right. So, um, just the few other people you've worked with. You work with a Ringo Starr, and uh, I've always, I've never met him. I actually, literally, I ran into him literally at the Peabody Hotel. He, he, 
we were both looking the wrong way and we both <laughs> like literally ran into each other and I and I'm like oh my god you're Ringo and he said well yes I am and uh, really nice guy he shook my hand but uh, what kind of advice would you like to offer to anyone who's listening uh, advice on life but advice on the music industry uh, a couple of things we talked about before you, before we turned the mics on you know the thing about the music business is so hard. You talk to 10 people that have been successful, every story is completely different. Mm -hmm. nobody, nobody does it the same way. It's like you go to college, you go to medical school, you're a doctor, right? It ain't so in this business. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot about where you happen to be at the right time. And recognizing the opportunity. Or whose idea it was that you could do something. Sure. Uh, it's really, it's really different because in the old days, people would walk into record labels off the street, yeah. you know, but now it's like, you know, have your people call my people. Oh yes. Exactly. It's, uh, became, it's become very corporate. Plus country music has exploded. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I like to say Garth Brooks really helped that. Mm -hmm. I mean, after that, it just seemed like, you know, and all of a sudden now records are selling records. Mm -hmm. They're selling a lot. That's just until the internet got involved mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and killed the record business. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so tough today is that the record business as we knew it is very sick. And uh, people find other ways, you know, like podcasts and mm -hmm. Facebook and all that. But, uh, and, and of course, during the pandemic, you know, uh, the place where artists sell records was on concerts. Mm -hmm. And there weren't any concerts. There weren't any concerts. So it, it's been tough. Uh, my, my, uh, my advice is, it's like bear hunting with a switch. And the bear's got the switch. Mm -hmm. But if you have it in your heart so strong, you probably ought to give it a whirl. Otherwise, you'll become elderly and you'll look back on your life and you'll say, I didn't even try. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh Keep in mind the odds are they're way against you, but people, their new artists come through every day, mm -hmm. and so the audience is still there. And people, you know, music is alive and well. Mm -hmm. The business is kind of sick. <laughs> well, the business is different, and in some ways, the internet has leveled the playing field, and you can have somebody out of nowhere go viral, and the next thing they're the next big thing. You just never know. True. This yeah. this is true, uh, but the the prob the you know as a studio musician, my problem with the internet is that you know now with the technology we have people with no talent making records. You know, and I, I saw a, a quote once. I hope the next trend in music is talent. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some wonderful artists we have now. Sure. But we have and you know we have a lot of we have a lot of records out there that. Uh, you know, who knows what they went through in the control room to mm -hmm. get it to where it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm from the old school, you know. Mm -hmm. Turn it on and let's make a record. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Music Row has changed a lot. You're here in our, our office on 16th Avenue. And uh, really, this is little, I think still a little mecca of a community. And even though we've lost buildings and we've got high rises and we've got an encroachment of, from downtown, which is, uh, from my perspective, I'm a preservationist. So the Save Music Row signs, that's me. <laughs> so um, 
I can remember moving here from New York and people would drop by the office and my secretary would buzz me and say, so-and-so's here, John Lomax is here or whoever. And uh, I'm like, oh my God, I hate to, I don't have an appointment. He's like, oh, well, I, I was just in the neighborhood. And it was a campus. It was sort of like a campus. And that was back in New York and you're working in a high rise. Nobody just walked in your office. So I think that still that sense of community is here. Uh, there was a survey done and there's still a, over 200 businesses right on Music Row in this very concentrated area. And then we've got, of course, studios in Berry Hill, et cetera. Uh, I think the heart of Nashville, we are still Music City. And oh, we... I, I totally agree. And this may be the, this may now be the number one recording center in the world mm -hmm. for doing live sessions. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, of course, it's a little weird with the pandemic, but I'm sure that uh, many, many days of a week at any time. Now we have so many studios in town and they're spread out all over the place. Mm -hmm. But you could at any time of the day, you could probably find between five and 10 live sessions going on here. Mm -hmm. And the talent pool in this town, musicians and singers, is so deep. It is so deep that, you know, if you can't get guitar player number one, number 20 will blow your hat in the creek. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding you. Now, here's my testament to this. So I have made... I have 43 albums out there, one EP, and one instructional DVD. On those, including musicians, singers, and engineers, I have used 500 people. Wow. And my, I still have a long list. Wow. That's how deep it is here. It's unbelievable. And, and all those people got a paycheck. And that's what I, I tried to, when I met with the mayor, I'm like, this is employing, this industry is employing so many people from musicians to makeup artists to people who do sound yep. to people who do lighting. And yep. there's a reason, I mean, it, it, there's a reason that we're called Music City. And, and it's... Uh, Absolutely. And then you go downtown and you look at the bars and... and all the clubs and the Ryman. I just went right. to the Ryman the other day and okay. watched friends of here's, mine uh, uh, debut on the Ryman. Here's something that blows people's mind. Okay, my current album is called Les Bon Tons. It's music from Cajun Country and the Big Easy. Love it. The last session for that album, I had nine musicians in a room, including myself, right? We did five songs. We started at 10 a.m. and we quit at 20 to 1. No. Done. Extraordinary. Yep. Now, do you have a home studio, Charlie, or do you no. have like a favorite nope. studios that you use? No, there's three in my neighborhood. There you go. <laughs> Kathy Mateo lives across the street from me. Yeah. Her husband has a great home studio. Yeah. Lionel Cartwright's 10 minutes away. He has a great home studio. Yeah. I mean, they're everywhere now. No, yeah. I don't have a home studio. Mm -hmm. No. But, uh, but I'm just saying that if you have, I mean, the musicians here from back in the A-team, they've all bought into what needs to be done. Check your ego at the door. Mm -hmm. We don't need it. We don't need to know how much you know. What we want to know is what can you do now, mm -hmm. you know? And, if they're all, and what I love to do is put a combination together that's never been in a studio together mm -hmm. before. 
And it always works. Mm-hmm. Of course, now you know you have to have a plan. You have to have you have to have leadership. Mm-hmm. But these these people are so good. It's just and they trust you, Charlie. That's yeah. It. They do that. They, they do you. that. So you have a big birthday this week. And, yeah, and, I really did. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, as you are aging, as we all are. Do you have any advice for people uh, to continue to age gracefully and age with passion and enthusiasm? Walk. 27 years I've been walking uh, for the last 22, over 1,000 miles a year. I'm so obsessive about it. Wonderful. Here we belong to a community center with an indoor track, so Mm -hmm. I got no excuse. Mm Mm-hmm. And in Florida in the winter, the weather is always great. Extraordinary, so, yeah. You know, it's uh, 27 years ago, I go in for my yearly physical. The doctor says, you've got the best lungs I've ever seen. Unfortunately, the body you're carrying them around with needs some help. <laughs> so I started to walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got my cholesterol down. I got, And I'm way less than I did 40 years ago. Wonderful. And uh, that and... Being totally involved in something you love to do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's just, uh, I'm excited about music and about studio work and writing songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's do it, you know. I'm, I'm all over it. Well, your enthusiasm is infectious. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm, you know, and, and I know that some of these albums I make will never come out of the red, but I don't care. My bottom line allows me to pursue my hobby. <laughs> there, you there you go. But I, it's art. It's my art, and I love to I love to go in there and put something together that's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Any question that you've never been asked that you wish you had been asked? No, I just know that, uh, you know, talent's a gift from God, and uh, what you do with it's up to you, but uh, uh, I've been given more of my share, and I've had more of my share of blessings. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I know where it all comes from, and I thank I thank him for it every day. Mm-hmm. And, you, and thank you for sharing your talent for so many years to, with the world. Going strong, and you're a huge sports fan. You've got a, a Vanderbilt shirt on and a Predators hat on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So you're very supportive of our teams. Yeah. Well, we were watching. Uh, you know, we would watch the Preds from Florida, mm. and uh, yes, no, I, I love uh, I love the. I've been a fan of Vanderbilt since I came to town, and uh, and uh, and when the Predators came, you know, I don't. We'd already made the decision to start wintering in Florida, mm-hmm. and then we then we see the headline: Oh, Nashville's getting a hockey team, and I said, "Rats!" <laughs> and it was a real conflict for a while. You know, what have we done? Because we'd already bought a place, sure, right? Sure. And we said, "No, we'll go half the season." And sell the other. So we have season tickets. Oh, good for you. Have had from day one. Now, is your wife musical or no? No, but she worked at the Musicians Union Oh. for okay. 19 years. There you go. Her grandfather was George Cooper. Okay. Wow. President of the union for 37 years. Wow. So she puts, up, the she guy, puts up with your hobby. <laughs> yeah, he is the guy that led the Nashville recording into the union. Uh-huh. And, hey, because of it... I have a pension. There you go. The pandemic didn't bother me at all. There you go. You know, so yeah. uh, I, I, our union here is really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It is my distinct pleasure. Thank you for being here. It's great to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. And uh, thanks for coming out on a rainy day. And and by the way, I want to add, Charlie came early. <laughs> He's, he was here early. And I think that says a lot for your work ethic and for your integrity and not canceling. And uh, Well, you know, folks, if you get studio work, you don't be there late. You just don't. Because... Especially in the old days, because when they said a 10 o'clock downbeat, they meant it. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> they had a lot of work. Hey, in the 60s, the Southern Gospel Quartets, instead of four songs every three hours, they were doing six. Whoa. I mean, it was like, whoo, go, 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 you know? So, uh, yeah, so, uh, and when, when Dylan came and it took all night to do one song, we were like, we're not used to this. What are we doing right. here, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. What do you listen to? What do you like to listen to? Uh, I, I like uh, Willie's Roadhouse. Yeah, okay. And, and I like uh, the Bluegrass. Bluegrass Breakdown? Yeah. Do you watch that, listen to that on PBS, or NPR, rather? Yeah. Well, Bluegrass Junction on, uh, Bluegrass on the Sirius. Sirius, sure. Uh, uh -huh. I think with all the technology encroaching on recording, Bluegrass may become the only real music left. And uh, I love... Uh, I love big band, and uh, sure. but I love the pop records from the '60s and '70s. Uh -huh. You know, the Motown, and oh, uh, sure. it, it was a great era in music. Hey, and those songs are still being played today. The hits of today, I'm not sure mm. whether they'll Time be played will tell. 40 years from now. Time will tell. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, it's, so some years ago we played. Uh, a big anniversary for the union here. Harold was, he was still here and he put this show together. I think it was the 100th anniversary of a local 257. The musician And we did a show out at uh, the Opry House and it was nothing but classics, you know, uh, classic country. Uh, Boots Randolph was on and uh, mm -hmm. Brendan Lee was on and, you know, and somebody asked Harold at the end of the show, well, what music do you think they'll play for the 200th anniversary? And he said, probably the same music. <laughs> probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, it's my pleasure. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for sharing your gift with the world. And we're signing off. Listen for Applaudable Perspectives next time. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, uh, keep listening to music. It's, it's good for you.